In today's show, we're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com.com. That's how I say it. PricePicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Okay. So. We're looking at the waiver wire. We are in the playoffs for majority of you, I would hope. But maybe some, oh, obviously some not. Some of them, you are smack bang in the middle, which is great. Some of you are starting on Monday. Some of you might erroneously be starting the week, at, the week after. But, you know, that's fine. We're all going to keep doing this all the way through. So one thing to really note at this point Points leagues, it doesn't really, what I'm going to say here doesn't really apply because the same, you should be using the same strategy that you've used all season. Get more fantasy points. That is your strategy. This, for categories though, like it's, you don't need to win seven categories. Win five. Win them well. Concentrate your value in. Get the guys that have better schedules that make sense on your team. That's how you need to be approaching this stuff. So let's, well, let's just get straight into talking about these players. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> okay. The most added players across the weekend. Number one is Tyus Jones. I don't really need to speak too much more on this. Jar Morant is out, and for how long, I don't know. It's a minimum of two games, and one of those is taking place today. He's also taking time away for the team, so I'm, I'm going to throw a two-week time frame on that. I don't know. There is also talk that because Jar may have carried a gun on a team plane, that's a 50-game suspension. I don't know whether he did or not, but the incident happened on the road, so we don't know, right? So there is a possibility of that. That is very far from confirmed, but you'd feel like there is other stuff still happening here, and Tyus Jones is the clear ad. Jones, I think, averaged 18-4-8 and eight with two steals as the start of this season. I'm not expecting that every night because in that was 44% shooting and like 44% three-point shooting and like 55 overall or something, which is just not likely to stick as well as 2.3 steals. But he is a clear must-roster player everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And yes, maybe Jar misses one more game. I think that is the least likely scenario. Just add Tyus Jones. I should have had these in a different order because I didn't. I'm going to do it out of order. Xavier T. Ilman, Brandon Clark, torn Achilles, out for the season. Tillman is an ad. But that's going to be not long-term because Stephen Adams is going to return probably in the first half of this week. And Adams will be limited at first and he won't push to 28 minutes a night, Stephen Adams, because they'll be really cautious with his knee. But So Tillman will get 20 a night, but there's a difference between getting 22 minutes a night for Tillman or 27 minutes a night. So you'll get great value early in the week. And I still, again, he is an ad. Always though, team needs and schedule. You've got to pay attention to it. 
he is um, an option for sure to him, but just understand that this is not... Look, there is a chance that Tyus Jones' value, it might not again, there is a chance that Tyus Jones' value runs all season. Tillman's, probably the peak value is going to end in a game or two, would be my guess. And the Grizzlies do only have three games, so maybe you get the Tuesday, Thursday of Tillman as a big minute starter. Devontae Graham, one of the most added players, and I get it. I understand why. Because he's played well. I just don't know what to expect from the Spurs. The Spurs and the Pistons are going to be a mess from here on out. Guys sitting all over the place. Now, Graham was added for today. I understand that. He had 28 points with seven triples yesterday. They're playing again today. There's players out, but they don't play again until Friday. And I would not want to hold Devontae Graham through four days of no action. Literally, I think the only guy that I would consider holding is Calden Johnson. I wouldn't hold... Um, Charles Bassey, I wouldn't hold Trey Jones, I wouldn't hold Jeremy Sohan, I wouldn't hold Malachi Branham. I, yeah, Keldon's probably, I wouldn't, I, I, no, that's not true. Devin Vassell, I probably would hold, but again, what's the point of holding if the you're not going to be there the week after to, to use them? It's a shit two-week schedule. Look, there are plenty of two-game weeks this week, there's five of them, but none of them are as bad as waiting four days for your first game. So consider that when adding Devontae Graham. John Kaminga. The last three games from Kaminga, three, last three games, 29 minutes, 18.6 rebounds, two threes, uh, two steals, sorry. Obviously awesome. He's shooting 69% from the field, which includes 67% from three and 69% from two. Giggity. So we know that that is fake. We know 2.3 steals is fake. It has obviously helped him the last few games because Wiggins has been out. He hasn't been starting, but Wiggins out, Steph out. So the minutes have pushed up, and he's just shot unbelievably in all of those games with massive steal numbers. Steph is back today. That'll have some impact on him. We don't know when Wiggins is coming back, but even if even if Wiggins is out, that level of shooting from Kaminga, because the three games prior to this little run, 29, 33, and 42% shooting with zero steals, zero steals, and zero steals. And the minutes were about the same. So what has happened is he's turned in a huge shooting week, paired it with defensive numbers to make him look awesome. And he has looked awesome. But I've got no problem with adding Kaminga, none whatsoever, because things are going well. But I think Steph will impact him. And, I, and obviously, I think that Wiggins' return will impact him. They also only play three games for the week. So it's not a great week for schedule-wise for Kaminga. So while it's okay, it's not the best. Cam Reddish. With Anthony Simons out again, and I, I am expecting a little bit more time out here for Simons. Reddish's ability to get really good steals and really good threes with four quality games next week makes him make sense for certain teams. He'll make sense for some of my teams. He won't for others. He's going to be up and down with shooting and scoring, but the threes and the steals should be relatively consistent and voluminous. Dylan Wright, one of the most added players. I don't need to say on that. That is an absolute must-roster situation. And so is Tari tank season. Tari Eason, the thing we said all about him was that at the at the one point, all they're doing is giving him backup power, power forward minutes, and we need to see him play small forward. But then there was a period across the All-Star break, which I mentioned to you. I said, Stephen Silas said, we're going to try combinations we haven't tried. I said, hmm, let's see what this means for Eason. Then he played like 25 minutes first game out. 
And it's obvious that they are just giving more minutes now. Yes, there are situations where Jay Sean Tate is out, um, but it, I don't think it really matters. Look at his last six games. 25, 24, 27, 25, 29, 32 minutes. Good scoring, steals, rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage. Absolute must roster, 100% must roster. Um, zero doubt. You know, those minutes I was reading weren't even um, Tyree Eason's, but, you know, they sounded like them when they? I was reading something else. So ignore those minute totals I just gave you. Let me go back and give you the actual proper minute totals that Tyree Eason has been playing. They, they were actually John Kaminga's minute totals. Tyree Eason's last five games, 23, 29, 31, 25, 31. Steals, blocks, rebounds, field goal percentage. Like, he's a must-roster player. It is, they changed the rotation up. It took them 65 games to get there, but they changed the rotation up. It is happening now. And what I am interested in, I'm not interested, what I am convinced of now is that he will play more than Jay Sean Tate most nights. Fingers crossed. There will be some stupidity, but he's must roster. Chris Dunn. Um, we like, like what he does. They signed him to a second 10-day, and as long as Sexton is out, Dunn is a 12-team streamer. He'll play 21, 22 minutes a night. He will have nights where he just can't shoot at all, but he's playing really, really well. He's almost looking to me like a Dennis Smith lottery bust second half career resurgence player. I think he probably deserves to be on a roster full-time next season. And this little, I think the Jazz should sign him the rest of the season. This little run here is, again, the parallels to Dennis Smith are pretty crazy to me. And yeah, he should be rostered for now. I think when Sexton returns, he won't be a 12-team league guy. But he could be. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but not daily fantasy that you've seen before. It's not salary caps. It's not thousands of people. It's player projections. You might have Chris Dunn with a one and a half steal number, and you go, oh, "I think it's a big. I think it's a big night for Dunny." I think you go more than that, so you choose more. Or you look at um, Taylor Horton Tucker with five and a half assists, and you go, "Well, he might have fewer than that. I think he'll have some foul trouble, or whatever you think." You get between two to six of those individual player projections. You put them into a lineup. And you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's easy. You do it in under 60 seconds. You do it in over 30 US states and the majority of Canadian provinces and territories. And you can do it for so many sports, not just the NBA. You can do it for baseball. You can do it for the NHL. You can do it for men's and women's college basketball. You can do it for European basketball. You can do it for cricket. You can do it for NASCAR. You can do it for boxing. You can do it for MMA. You can do it for, of course, the GOAT sport, which is disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Um, all right, let's go into the most dropped players. Who is the most dropped player? It is Joshy Richardson. Things were trending down for Richardson, and then he missed the game. It looked like they were going back to the lineups that made sense with Trey Murphy. And now, now he's out. No worries. You be brutal, you, you move on. They didn't play on the weekend either. Cam Thomas. How do you trust a bloke who played seven minutes and is a one-category contributor who needs volume to do that? I don't think seven minutes for Cam Thomas will be the usual amount of minutes, but you can't rule it out now that it happened, can you? So that's really hard as a one-dimensional player who has a chance of getting the 10th most minutes on his team. Really hard to look at that as a 12-team league guy. 14s, absolutely no problem. Hold him. But very, very hard to do that in, in, uh, in 12s. They play four games next week, four quality games, which is a bonus, but hard to hold him. 
Denis Avdia. Wizards have a great schedule as well. They play a Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back. They play Friday, Sunday. They've got four quality games. But Avdia requires, probably requires Bradley Beal to be out to be useful. He's Now, in, in saying that, with Kuzma dealing with some issues, Avdia is in position to have some value. So I, I don't know that I would have dropped him because of the Kuzma injury. But otherwise, I get it. Kevin Love, absolutely no worries jacking him off. Get that garbage out! Talk about the problems with trying to interpret coaches and NBA teams all the time about how it's hard to go against what you see or what you are told. But we saw Kevin Love for 50, 60 games in Cleveland be bad and be taken out of the rotation. So then when he goes to Miami, they say, well, we're going to start him. And everyone goes, man, Kevin Love, I remember. He used to be a 20 and 10 guy for Minnesota. He was great with Cleveland. Man, Kevin Love, man, we're going to add him. We're going to add him. And they play him the first couple of games and he plays 26 minutes and they lose every game because he's not very good anymore. And again, you have to react to it because it's what they're doing. But in the back of your head, you're going, he's not good. Like, he's not very good. And they're losing and this can't sustain. So you understand that it's probably not going to stick. Much like starting Josh Richardson made no sense. Much like starting Justin Holiday made no sense. So we're seeing it start to push back. Kayla Martin's minutes a minute to back up to be a starter. And Love is playing 21 a night. See you later. Naz Reed, one of the most dropped players. Cool. Only have him when Gobert's out. Killian Hayes, people just reacted to that hand injury. I The Pistons have the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. There is no way I would have dropped Killian Hayes with that back-to-back coming up. No chance. Now, I, I actually don't know if he's going to play. But I'd like to hear whether he is or not. He's officially questionable. They've also got Bogdanovich, Stewart, Duran, and Burks all questionable. And they, like the Spurs, are going to be a mess for the rest of the season. There's going to be ins and outs with everybody, especially Bogdanovich, but every, there's going to be weirdness happening all their rotation all the way through. And it makes it really hard to know what to do with a bunch of players. But I wouldn't have dropped Hayes. Malik Monk, yes, no problem. And then Jeremy Sohan, absolutely no worries with uh, with dropping with dropping Sohan. Sohan, now! Out today, no game until Friday. Not good enough to hold on to. Simple stuff. Let's go through some players who I think are droppable, who are rostered in a lot of different spots, and you don't have to do that. Now, again, you don't have to drop them, but you don't have to hold them. And one of those is Keegan Murray, who shit the bed yesterday. And we've talked about him doing this many, many times this season. I thought we were getting a level of consistency coming back. But if he's not feeling it, Mike Brown would have said, no, 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 you're not playing. They actually played Kessel Edwards over him. He went scoreless. He played 19 minutes. His value is really points and threes. And with look, out of all of these names, I would hold on to Keegan Murray out of, I think, all of them. But I don't think you have to. Let's go to the big one, which some might say is controversial, but I think, again, in fantasy playoffs, you got to do it. And that's the Baptist John Collins. Because you could hold and say, just wait, just wait. There's four, ga- four games this week. That's true. But what a lot of people said the opposite of this or, or thought the opposite. Hey, man, Quinn Snyder coming in. Does this mean it's going to unlock John Collins? And I said, yeah. I actually think it's maybe, or there's a massive chance that it actually goes the other way. And they don't want to use a double big lineup and he'll go with what he did in Utah with like a shooter at the four. And that's what's happening. Sadiq Bay is still coming off the bench, but Collins is seeing his minutes drop down to be reserve level minutes. And you don't have to hold through that. You can wait. It might change. Maybe it's injury. Maybe it's something else. I don't think it is. I'd move on. Jabari Smith. We've waited, we've waited. You could have dropped him three months ago and nothing has changed since then. The role is fine. It's 30 minutes, 31 minutes a night, most nights, but the shooting's rough. There's no consistency. You don't have to deal with that. 
And the other one's Bobby Portis, who I think, I think he's just locked into 20 minutes or, or less. Jay Crowder's arrival has hurt him. There'll be nights where he plays more, and he is coming off a knee injury, Portis, but the upside for him with a healthy Giannis, a healthy Lopez, and a healthy Crowder is extraordinarily low. And I don't want to wait to see if things change there necessarily. The last four names on this list are more specific to points leagues, like Anyeka Okongwu, I would hold in a category league. In a points league, a 21-minute-a-night player, 22-minute-a-night player whose value comes from percentages and blocks doesn't really make sense in a points league. So you don't hold him there. His teammate, Bogdan Bogdanovich. I think he's I think he's maybe a drop in both formats, to be honest, categories and points, Bogdan. Because there's just limited upside in minutes with the way that Quinn Snyder is running that rotation. And again, there'll be nights where he's really good. But as a general must-hold-through-everything sort of rule, I don't think he fits it. Ben Simmons, I'm still getting people asking me about Ben Simmons. No, he is absolutely not a hold. He is a drop in almost every format. Maybe you're in a 16-team leaguer, but otherwise, no, just get rid of him. And the other one on this list is Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. I just don't know that he's coming back. Knee soreness, who knows? He was bad before he was out. I'm not waiting for it. Yes, as always, if you've got Ben Simmons, if you've got Kyle Lowry, and you've got an open IL slot, you put them there. That is the rule. Open IL slot, put them there. But if you don't, move on. Must roster list. It's empty. Because I'm not going to go through and tell you you must have this player because it might not make sense for you. I want you to really focus on what you need on your squad at this point. No point me telling you Mark Williams is must roster. He is. But if your team is never going to be competitive in blocks and he's not competitive in rebounds and you need smalls in there, he doesn't make sense for you. So you burn a waiver move. You burn a roster spot on a player that doesn't actually help you win in the playoffs. Now, for some of you, he'll win everything for you. But for some, he's useless. So focus on what you need. Focus on what categories you need. Focus on what your opponent's strong in and figure out what you need to add. Schedule categories. That is what you need to do for this week ahead. Points leagues, different story. Who scores the most fantasy points? Tie that into their schedule. Voila, you're there. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. You love protein bars because we know that they're good for you. They're high in protein, and that's great for gym work, for uh, a treat, a, or not even a treat, a snack. Like, get that protein in, helps you with your satiation. But often they taste like garbage. Not Bill Bar, though. They taste like candy bars because it's covered in 100% real chocolate. So now, when you are feeling like something, you can go grab a delicious, healthy treat with 17 grams of protein. Now, in the past, I've told you to go to Built.com. You can find Built Bars there. You still can. The website, they've paid their bills. The website is there. You can still go and order straight off built.com. But now, now you can go to Walmart. And on the shelf, they've got four bar boxes. Cookies and cream, coconut puff, and double chocolate. Even better, if you're at a Sam's Club, they've got the big boxes, 13 bar boxes with the churro flavor and the brownie batter flavor. So go to built.com or go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club and order your built bars or buy your built bars. Built bar is built different. Let's look at some hot players, the guys who are in the top 100 over the last week. Some of the names we've talked about here already. DeLon Wright, absolute must-roster player, if it makes sense. But with Monte Morris out, I think he's going to do enough in enough different categories that he shouldn't sit on any waiver wire. And he's still available. Matisse Thibel. Now, he is a very specialist sort of guy. Although, the threes and the points are up enough for him where he moves more from the 
only helping you in steals and blocks to actually contributing across other areas. It's been a big change from really any other moment in his career. He's been great. And with Simon still out, it probably does help Thibel somewhat. Tari Eason's in the top 100. There is absolutely no surprise there. And we just talked at length about what he's been um, about what he's been able to do, putting up some really strong numbers. He is a, uh, a must-roster player. Johnny Kaminga's in the top 100. We talked about that. I'm not sure that sticks. Kyle Anderson just keeps chugging along at under 50% rostered for no reason. Devontae Graham's been top 100. Sure, great. Opportunities are rising, except they don't for the next four days after today. So he's not a guy I'd add. Chris Dunn, we spoke about already, really good value. And the other one here is Marvin Bagley, who's been really good. Really, really strong Marvin Bagley has been over the last week or so. Top 75 numbers in category leagues. But the problem again with Detroit is I don't know what's going to happen. Bagley is Bagley. He's a points and rebounds player with some okay field goal percentage. Actually blocked a couple of shots the other day, but we know he's going to struggle with assists. You'll never get him. Threes, steals, free throws. He's going to hurt in many areas. And he's bumping up because Duran and Stewart have been out. And if Duran and Stewart are all available, and if Bogdanovich is available, and if Livers is available, and if Wiseman's playing, does, does Bagley even touch the court? I honestly don't know. Bagley can put up points and rebounds Absolutely no problem. In a situation where players are out and he's getting 30 minutes, he is useful. My problem with Bagley, much like when they started Bagley and Wiseman together and they were a combined minus 46 in that game yesterday against the Cavs, is that they are bad on-court players and they do not contribute to winning modern NBA basketball. So when other players who are much better are available, where does Bagley fit in? And because I just don't know about the Pistons rotation whatsoever, or I don't know what's going to happen with these injured guys like Stewart and Duran, the Bagley does have value for now. But I feel that as soon as those guys come back, he'll go back, he'll play 19 minutes, and he'll be a clear drop. So the numbers are here. There's no denying the numbers are here for Bagley. They're there. But when I watch him and I understand how things work, I don't know how he plays 28 minutes a night when those guys return. In fact, it's almost impossible that he can't do it. So that makes him very hard to look at as a rest of season ad. Some other names that we're going to look at here. Hamadou Diallo, really stepping up with high field goal percentage, good steals and good scoring. Big minutes. But again, it's the Pistons. Who is in, who is out? Bogdanovich, out. Diallo steps up. Livers, out. He steps up. No Stewart, he steps up. He's been useful enough. And I feel okay about him having streamable value. But there are a lot of deficiencies in his game overall. He, The thing with Diallo is he's basically a center. Like I know he's only 6'6 six, six or 6'5 six, or whatever, but he's a center. He plays like a center. And with no Stewart, no Duran, and starting Wiseman and Bagley together, sorry, Bagley third and Bagley fourth together, that the backup center becomes Diallo. And that enables his minutes to rise. So he's not only is he helped by Bogdanovich not being there, he's helped extremely, extremely by the two big men, Stewart and Duran not being there. So he's been good. But again, I just think he goes back to 21, 22 minutes if those players return. Charles Bassey. Great. Love what he's doing. No game till Friday. You drop him after Sunday, unfortunately. Pig Williams. Jalen Williams. The center Williams. For OKC, they've got four games next week, um, which are both back-to-backs, which is annoying. But he should be able to get some pretty strong minutes and be at least a streamable option for us. Santi Aldama. That's more of a deeper league one, but with no Adams, no Clark, you will have to see more Jaron Jackson at center. 
And I think that means more Aldama at the four. Now you could see more David Roddy push in there, but this might push Aldama from a 19, 20 minute player to a 24, 26 minute player, which pushes him at least into 14 team league discussions and into 12 team streaming. We will see. Maybe they use more David Roddy there, but I think Aldama will get an additional couple of minutes, which pushes him into relevance for us. Austin Reeves had a couple of really good games without LeBron and then struggled, but he does have some appeal as a free throw shooter, as an assist guy. I think it does help him that D'Angelo Russell is out. So him and Schroeder are doing a lot of ball handling. When Russell returns, he might cop it somewhat. So for now, he's more of a deeper league guy, but someone to watch for streaming capabilities. Alex Caruso was benched, but then he started again today. So starting the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso, quiet I'm hunting rabbits when he plays 26 to 28 minutes those steals with assists are useful and he is a name to watch if you need those defensive stats for this week ahead the Bulls though only played two games that's the problem they don't play until Wednesday and then they play on Saturday so while it's great that he's back starting Caruso with only two games that's not a priority Sadiq Bay. Four games for the Hawks, play on Monday, big minutes over John Collins, 30 minutes a night last game for Bay with 22 points, I think it was. So if you need some points and threes, Bay is in the discussion now. The other one here, just to mention it, Norman Powell, shoulder subluxation, out for about three weeks. He's a drop, pretty clearly. The other thing with the Clippers is that looks like they're going to make a starting lineup change. We haven't seen their lineup for today. But I, it looks like Marcus Morris will leave the starting lineup. I think they'll start Nick Batum, but they could also start Robert Covington. So I've got, um, I've got Powell here, but this is to pay attention to Covington. It's to pay attention to Batum. Covington was great last game without Kawhi, but remember that was without Kawhi. And Covington, honestly, when he's played this season, he's been pretty solid. If you want to take a flyer on Robert Covington, because of the uh, demotion, likely demotion of Morris and the absence of Powell, I don't have a problem. But they played two games. That is not worth it. All right, That is not worth it. They play Wednesday and Saturday, the Clippers. So while Morris might get benched and Batum might start and Covington might play 23, they play two games. So Powell is a clear drop. Covington might be a stream for Sunday's games and it might be something to keep in mind, but two games is likely not going to be enough to matter for most people. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.